This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. All right, let's turn our attention to the debate in the House of Commons. Uh, Bill C-210 to amend the National Anthem Act. The bill passed the House of Commons and is now before the Senate. And that's about a year later as we near a final vote in the Senate. But there are those in the Senate who have raised concerns about this plan. So just when you thought this debate was over, uh, it's, it's still going on. No final decision has been made. So joining us uh, for the latest on this, very pleased to welcome to the program uh, here today, uh, Senator Michael McDonald, uh, who is a, a conservative member uh, of the Senate. Uh, Senator, thanks for joining us here today. Um, welcome to the program. My pleasure. Nice to be here with you. Um, so w- where are things at, first of all, regarding the, this, this bill? Well... I guess yesterday this new discussion publicly started. I was coming in from the airport, and Mr. Tasker from CBC emailed me and asked me if I'd respond to the latest debates on the issue. Senator Fraser, a liberal senator, uh, who'd spoken against the proposed changes, and I'd spoken previously, a number of months ago, against the proposed changes, and, and he wanted my opinion on what she said and if I had anything to add. So. It appears I let the cat out amongst the pigeons because the phone calls and the emails are coming from everywhere today. But that's all right, because I think what it's doing is it's registering, finally, a public discussion on this. Uh, this was ran through the House in one day. As a, as a point of comparison, when we had the flag debate in this country, it was over six months. There was, uh, I don't know, 500, I don't know how many speeches, but hundreds of speeches, almost 200 speeches, I should say, uh, in the House of Commons. Um, there was uh, a, a bunch of committee struck, 3,500 different proposals made for new flags. It was very comprehensive. Uh, the government decided they were going to change the anthem and ran it through in a day and uh, put it in our lap. And <laughs> so we decided to do what we're supposed to do, is take a sober second look at this. And we think there's a, we're getting a lot of feedback from Canadians to say they think it's unnecessary. And... Uh, they really don't like this part of our history being tampered with, and we're just responding to that. All right, so when are we expecting a final vote in well, the Senate? It's, well, it's uh, coming back to the House now for, back from committee, back to third reading where people get to speak on it. So, for example, I spoke, I've spoken on second reading. I can speak again on third reading. I probably will. And, uh, and once everybody who speaks on it uh, uh, gets to speak on it, there will be a vote. Now, that's unless there is a proposed amendment. For example, if an amendment is proposed and it passes, then it would have to go back to the House of Commons for to see if they would approve the amendment or, you know, or, or defeat it. Uh, there's a quote from you describing the the bill as as sloppy. Called it sloppy legislation that maybe uh, ought to be defeated. What, what are your concerns? Well, there's a lot of inconsistencies in the arguments about. First of all. Our national anthems, we have, two, we have two official national anthems, one in English, one, one in French. And most of the arguments that have been made are based on the fact we should make the anthem more inclusive. But there are a number of things in the anthem already that aren't inclusive. Our home and native land, that refers to people who were born and raised here. Many millions of Canadians were not. Uh, in, in the 80s, they inserted God, keep our land glorious and free. Well, if you believe in more than one God, or if you believe in no God, it doesn't include you. Uh, the French version itself, the first uh, words of the French version, Terre de nos ailleurs, land of our forefathers, that's certainly uh, 
gender uh, specific. Mm-hmm. Yet, yet there's nothing's being said about this. It seems to be that it's, it seems that uh, if we're going to change the anthem, it should be done comprehensively and not piecemeal. Uh, the other thing, of course, this is Robert Stanley Weir's intellectual property, as far as I'm concerned. He wrote this anthem and fine-tuned it and presented it to Canada. The anthem has primarily been sung. Without, there were some revisions in 1980 when it was finally made the official national anthem. Most of those revisions were to take repetitive phrasing out of the anthem. Um, the, the inserted something like God keep our land glorious and free, that was inserted in the anthem. Then that wasn't one of Robert Weir's. That wasn't one of Stanley Weir's. But uh, the opening lines, the opening stanza of the anthem has been around since the First World War. In fact, it was modeled around the First World War and fine-tuned by, by Weir at that time. So we've basically sung the anthem for the same way for over a century. And many anthems in the world, whether it's the, you know, the Marseillaise or a number of other well-known anthems, have language in it that would seem to be a lot more egregious than anything that's in O Canada. O Canada's pretty benign. So it's a matter of, of, of keeping in tune with, you know, the cultural inheritances of the country and maintaining them. Um, a lot of people don't like the fact that the anthem seems to be disposable, right? They, they're used to it. It's common usage for over a century, and people are more or less comfortable with it. Uh, yeah, I think that's true. Um, but hasn't the anthem changed at times over the years? Well, um, Weir changed it himself in the first couple of years. He, again, he was fine-tuning the words. But then again, it's his intellectual property. If he wants to fine-tune his intellectual property, that's <laughs> his call. <laughs> and uh, our, uh, the, the first Trudeau government in 1980, when it made it the official national anthem, change some of the words, like I say, to, most of it to repeat, uh, to get rid of repetitive phrasing, of, you know, stand on guard for these. Uh, so most of that was stylistic, but they did insert uh, references to God, which were not in the initial anthem. And I don't know, like Senator Fraser said herself, politicians don't make great poets, and I agree <laughs> with that. <laughs> so did you think there's enough votes uh, in the Senate to, to block this change? I'm not sure. Uh, it's it's a it's a type of thing that that people. There's no block voting on this. I know in terms of the conservative caucus or the liberal caucus. There's people on both sides of this sh- issue. Uh, I really can't determine yet where the uh, the newly I'll put this in quotation marks independent senators are going to vote. Uh, we haven't voted on a lot of stuff in the House in the Senate since. Uh, uh, since the new government came in, quite frankly, uh, there hasn't been much legislation coming into the Senate. But from what I can read, uh, the new independent senators tend to vote pretty well along government lines. So if the government wants them to, maybe they will. Uh, if they do, I, I think there's a, it'll have a chance of passing. I, but again, I, can't, I, I haven't right. done a head count. Well, it's interesting. I mean, the Senate doesn't often overrule or override the, the House of Commons, but, I mean, it does happen. Is, is there an issue, do you think, with uh, unelected senators overruling the, no, the elected I, MPs? I, I don't think there is at all. I'll, I'll give you the reasoning. Uh, first of all, this isn't government legislation or a money bill or something that deals with the criminal code. This is a private member's bill that was put in. And uh, senators... You know, senators should feel they have the latitude, and I believe they do, 
to use the powers given to them under the Constitution to deal with the private members' bill of this of this issue, this type of issue. I mean, look, we have um, we have we have 854 appointed judges in this country, who and they're just as appointed as we are, and they're just as legitimate and as law under law as we are, and vice versa. But they often make decisions that. Uh, that weren't made in Parliament, where they interpret law and 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 rewrite it to to uh, to uh, determine what they think the law should be. Uh, we have very activist courts in this country since the Charter of Rights. Nobody questions the legitimacy of their actions because they're appointed. And when it comes to legislation of this type, I I, I think the, the the Senate is is well positioned, and and, and it can be well, and it can well be argued that they're the right body to review this. Uh, this is a uh, this is legislation that, again, was rammed through the House in one day, and uh, one, one day, one witness, they, wouldn't, they refused to hear more than one witness, and, uh, and, and uh, the Senate has, a, has an obligation, I believe, to take this proposed legislation and give it due diligence, because it did not receive it in the House. All right. Well, we'll, we'll see what happens then uh, as this continues to get debated and, and heads to a final vote. Senator McDonald, thanks for making some time for us here today. No Appreciate problem. It. Look, it's, I think it's good that it's being debated. And, and uh, if I've triggered a debate on this, and I think Canadians have a right to have their opinions heard because they haven't been heard, up to, they haven't been heard to date. Yeah. Well said. Appreciate it. Thanks again, Senator. Thank you very much. All right. There you go. That's Senator Michael McDonald, conservative from Nova Scotia, uh, who believes that this change should be blocked, to believe it's entirely legitimate for the Senate to do so. And thinks that it might, in fact, just happen. Uh, so we'll see once the final vote occurs. So I, I was surprised to read this because I'd kind of not really forgotten about this, but assumed that it had been dealt with, that it was uh, finished, a done deal. So I'm not sure why it's taken so long for it to come before the Senate, but it is worth noting, as he says, the Senate seems to be taking its time with this issue as opposed to the House of Commons, uh, which uh, passed it pretty quickly. So there, there is the opportunity in, in the Senate, as this story says, as per the Senate's procedural policy, debate on the bill can continually be adjourned by critics punting a vote on the matter to a later date. So there are those who do support it in the Senate who are hoping to see it passed into law in time for Canada's 150th birthday celebrations on July 1st. But as you heard, there's, there's a lot of concern and a lot of opposition to this in the Senate. All right, 403-974-8255 is a telephone number. We're back with more right after this. All right, welcome back, 403-974-8255. Well, yeah, it's been a while since the House of Commons debated this, but people's opinions have not changed. Uh, Trent says, Rob, this is unacceptable to change it. It's the second time in my life, and I still sing the original version I learned in school. It's sacred. Well, I, is it? I mean, the lyrics have been tinkered with over the years. So the original lyrics from 1908 were changed in 1914. Uh, there was a verse added in 1926, this fourth verse. Vegas, we kind of dropped. Uh, I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm of the opinion that, well, okay, fine, it doesn't need to change. It's not a big deal. But then, fine, if they change it, Whatever. I don't see it as a big deal either way. So they want to leave it alone? Okay, that's fine. It's just a song. And if they want to change the lyrics, then whatever. So I'm, I'm kind of on the fence on this. So if the Senate decides that, no, the, the anthem's fine as it is, then good. Let's, let's drop it and move on. We don't need to talk about it again. 
seems like there's been a lot of time spent talking about this as though it's somehow important or significant. Right, I'm a non-religious person. And the original lyrics did not contain any religious references. That, that was later added. Yeah, they want to drop the word God from the national anthem. Okay. I wouldn't have a problem with that, but I don't think it necessarily needs to be changed. Whatever. Leave it as it is. So, we'll see if that happens. And I do wonder, do, do you find it contradictory, though, to have the unelected Senate block legislation that was passed by the elected members of the House of Commons. Now, this text here says, what's weird is the senator says budget, criminal laws, and the like have no place in the Senate, but a private member's bill is okay. Seems like he's had a couple of concussions. I think what he was getting at is that maybe on something like this, this isn't about uh, a budget bill or, or a major piece of legislation. That something like this, maybe it's a little more legitimate for the Senate to step in and say, whoa, hang on a second here. This doesn't make sense. So, I, look, I, th- I think it's pretty clear where public opinion is at. I, I don't think there's really any demand at all for a change. It's just whether people care enough about it to be upset at the idea of a change. And how do you force a change on people? If you're at a hockey game and the national anthem's playing and you stand up and sing along, I guess you can say whatever words you want. You're not going to get arrested or get a ticket or something. Uh, and if, you know, the town rodeo asks you, it's like, you know, you know, we need someone to come sing the national anthem. Could you come down and, and sing? And you sing the old lyrics, I don't think anything's going to happen to you. So it's kind of symbolic, I guess. People can still choose to sing the national anthem how they want to sing it. So anyway, your thoughts on that, 403-974-8255. This text here says, Rob, the entire purpose of the Senate is to block legislation unless it's properly thought out. If not this, why have a Senate at all? Which is an interesting question. Right, if you're going to argue the Senate has no legitimacy to block anything the House of Commons does, then really its only job is to be a rubber stamp, then yeah, what's the point of it? So it does raise the question, though, of what is the point of the Senate? Obviously, we don't have a provincial Senate. Once something passes in the legislature, that's it. It's done. Or we could have an elected Senate where we could still have that, that sober second thought, but at least those people would have some democratic legitimacy. So, yeah, it does speak to the weakness of the the status quo, because either way, it's not good. It's not good if the Senate's just there as a rubber stamp, then there's no point. But I don't know that it's good either that unelected people are overriding the decisions made by elected politicians. So it's a fair question to ask, why have a Senate at all? Or if we're going to have a Senate, do we need to change how those people get there in the first place? Another one here from uh, Ken says, I don't mind if they change it, Rob. Does it doesn't really make sense anyway. We stand on God for thee. Or on, well, on guard for thee, right? Yeah, I don't quite know what that means either. I don't know what in all thy son's command means necessarily either. Uh, let's see what uh, Dave has to say, though. Dave, go ahead. Hi, Rob. How are you doing? Pretty good. I just, you know, maybe it's just me, but I just think that this is what our parliament is spending our money on is this kind of nonsense when there are far more important 
issues to deal with in this country, and we're taking up valuable time to debate this nonsense. I, I just personally am thinking it's a waste of time. That's my opinion. Yeah, I, I suppose. I, I mean, there are a lot of things that get debated in Ottawa, a lot of different members, motions, etc., that get debated that aren't really of the utmost importance. Um, yeah, I, right? I just think there's far more important things. The, the unemployment in this country, generating jobs and, and making the business environment more favorable for people to invest. To me, those are the priority things. Ch- getting this nonsense, getting involved in the changing the national anthem, I don't know. It's, to me, it's just a, a silly waste of time. Well, it kind of feels like it. I agree with you, Dave, on something like this. Um you know, it doesn't take a lot of time to have a vote on something, but if you're actually going to make a big change, like the senator said, there should be some time taken to study it, to hear from witnesses, etc. Now, it's not as though these, these people are putting in overtime or anything like that. I mean, it's not costing us more in that sense. But I guess politicians can only kind of focus on one thing at a time. So if you were debating and discussing this, that obviously precludes you from debating and discussing something else. So, yeah, that's probably a fair point. All right, we're just coming up to the bottom of the hour here. We'll have some more time for your calls and your texts before all is said and done here today. 403-974-TALK. When we come back, we're going to hear from the Fraser Institute's uh, Peter Cowley. We'll talk about their elementary school report cards. Uh, the latest uh, was released just uh, a couple of days ago. And, and there's some concerning trends in this when you look at what's happening with certain schools. Now, I know that there are those who don't like the idea of ranking schools or comparing schools. Because school A and school B might have completely different circumstances. It's apples and oranges, etc., which maybe is true. But if the test scores at a certain school are going down, or even going down significantly, I think that's worth paying attention to. And... According to this, that's happening at some schools in Alberta. So what's going on? We'll get the latest on that in a few minutes here. It's Afternoons on Newstalk 770. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on Newstalk 770 Calgary.